You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 55. This show is brought to you by our free tip sheet of the month, Attract Your Ideal Audience, a completely free tip sheet that will help you cut through the clutter, get crystal clear on who you're talking to, and help you start attracting and growing your audience today. You can grab your free tip sheet at juliesolomon.net forward slash newsletter. Welcome to The Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times best selling publicist takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, and that is Sarah Wilder. And she says... The value of the Influencer Podcast is unparalleled. Her show guests represent some of the best in the business. They shed light on an array of topics so that it's impossible not to take away something valuable. I routinely listen to her podcast during my work day as soon as an episode is released. The fact that she's coming up on 50 episodes is just going to start blowing my mind. And yes, we're already there. The best resources for influencers, by far a big, big, sincere thank you to Julie. And that is from Sarah at Sarah Letter. So thank you so much for leaving that. Thank you for being so excited about our 50th episode that we just had a few weeks ago. Um, I loved it. If you haven't heard it, you should totally check that out. And I'm glad that this podcast is helping you and helping those that are listening. So of course, I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week. Make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast over on iTunes. Give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. And make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag me on your Instagram story. I'm at Jill Solomon and also our guest today at Amber Lillestrom and hashtag the influencer podcast to let us know that you're joining in today. As you know, that I love to see you, find you, share your stories and connect with you there. If you missed tuning in to last week's episode, I had the lovely Erica Vieira on from Beauty in the Vlog. She is a YouTube sensation who has really figured out how to use YouTube as a tremendous source of growth and inspiration. If you have any interest in the world of video, be sure to listen to that show after today's show. Now, before I introduce you to this week's guest, I am going to warn you grab your tissues and a cup of coffee because you are in for some transformative, inspiring raw chat with my dear, dear, dear soul sister, Amber Lillestrom. And it's a show that will really, really leave you feeling empowered and inspired. You will want to let it sink in. Amber is a transformative brand strategist, writer, business and life coach. She is a mama and someone who became a fast friend and soul sister of mine after connecting virtually just last year and developing a deep relationship almost instantly. We share a similar path and I'm so blessed to have her in my life and for her to share her unique story with all of us today. Amber grew up overcoming a very painful experience as a child and then having a near death experience as an adult. But she took that pain and clarity and she turned it into a chance to stand up for what she believed in and eventually became the person that she was meant to become. A former D1 athlete, daughter to a warrior woman who taught her the value of strong leadership, Amber now runs her business along with the amazing podcast, The Amber Lillestrom Show, and her website, amberlillestrom.com. I got to meet her and be on her show, and it was such a gift to have that conversation with her and get to connect with her community as well. I am so excited that she's here to connect with you guys today. She helps entrepreneurs position themselves as sought-after experts and thought leaders through social media, engagement marketing, and the creation of a soul-connected online brand presence. Other than being featured in Working Mother Magazine and other impressive outlets, Amber has worked with major clients along the way, specializing in female entrepreneurs, aka lady bosses. Amber is courageous, brave, brilliant, and her story is a true triumph. I cannot wait for her to dive into how she helps people tap into their deepest layers and how to use that knowledge to better themselves and their business. Amber is also graciously giving you lovely readers a free downloadable you know, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Turn your brand into a dream client magnet. It is Amber's top five branding secrets guide, which you can find on her site at www.amberlillestrom.com forward slash gift. So with that, the wonderful Amber. 
Hello, influencers, and welcome to today's episode. Hi, sister. Hello, my love. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to be here, too. Um, this has been a long time coming. As you know, I absolutely adore you. Um, you know, you are someone who, when you came into my life, it was like this quick, immediate connection um, on a really deep level. And I am just so excited to have you here today and for my community to hear you and get to know you and love you just as much as I do. I am so excited. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. And I just, uh, I, I just am so grateful for you and for all the moments we've had together so far. And it's like that fast friend kind of thing in life, which is just so priceless. So I'm thrilled to get to share with your amazing audience today and just dive deep with you. Yes, yes. And so we know, I mean, from from the intro that, you know, a little bit about you, of course, your amazing podcast and some of the work that you do, but I want to dive in and I want to really hear from you. So if you kind of want to just start us off to how you got to where you are today with working with women and empowering women and really helping them find their path um, to leadership. Yeah. So I, um, I was raised by a strong woman. So I think we have to kind of start there. Um, and my mom, um, you know, a big part of my story from my very young childhood at the age of that our both of our kids are basically at um, age three, four, um, I was sexually molested and by a caretaker while my mom was um, at work. She was an entrepreneur herself. And it was a really obviously very traumatic way to kind of like kick off life and um, really kind of crafted and carved my journey in many ways. And also I think my calling um, because my mom sold her business and immediately was like, home with me. But the other part of the story that I don't often tell is that my mom really went on this, this journey of, um, just standing up for what was right. And she was, she stood on the the state house steps and, um, spoke to legislators and really represented, uh, me, you know, children, uh, who have, have gone through this. And so my mom has always been like this warrior, this crusader for what's right. And I learned that from a really young age, you know, that you that, okay, things in life maybe are going to go wrong sometimes and be painful and be difficult. But that doesn't mean that you're a victim that you have to get run over. It means that you get to stand up for what you believe in and what is right. And so uh, that was a beautiful lesson to learn at such a young age and to take some adversity and some pain and some challenges and really focus in on on the the light the light around it you know the courage that I learned to have and the way that I learned to use my voice at a, at a really young age in ways that maybe I wouldn't have you know if I hadn't gone through that experience so um, I found the blessings in all of it and I think as I continued on my journey I became an athlete uh, I was a division one soccer player and of course you know I was playing with women and girls and I also coached women and girls and um, learned a lot about my own inner strength and my own inner wisdom and my own tenacity and how to work hard and how to really just move in a straight line towards what it is that I want in my life. You know, it's like, okay, you want to get a scholarship to play division one soccer? Sister, you got to (laughs) work. You know, you're not going to, that's not going to happen by sitting on the sidelines or just wishing for it, you know, and I had to put the, put the boots on and get out on the field and be the best version of me that I could be. And so that really served me. Um, from a young age, my dad was a division one athlete and the captain of the UConn football and um, track teams. And so I think that, you know, I had this beautiful blend of both my parents. My mom was also an athlete, but didn't have the opportunities that we had growing up. She did, she couldn't play on a, a woman or girls team. They just, it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would play with the, she would train with the boys track team in high school and the boys gymnastics team. And just so that she could, she could be an athlete because that's what she is, you know? And so just a lot of like really strong role models growing up in many ways. And then for me, you know, um, really feeling tapped into my purpose at such a young age because of what I went through. Um, that's just been this sort of golden thread woven throughout my life, my journey. I then became a division one collegiate marketing administrator. So I worked at my alma mater, um, doing all of the marketing and promotions and then eventually some corporate sales and learning the ropes around branding, culture, how to tell a story with, with, words, um, with your marketing efforts, with imagery, all those things, learning, learning about just human psychology and consumer and customer behavior with all the different demographics that we served. Um, and, and belonging to an organization that was, you know, I, I was there for 14 years between being a student athlete to then working there for 10 years in my career and, um, really just having a, a deep passion for this brand that I was representing and selling, 
um, and sharing with people as it was my alma mater. It was like this, you know, I was the captain of the women's soccer team. So I, I bled blue, if you will, you know, for the UNH Wildcats. Um, and then um, moved on into my life as an entrepreneur. And that was something that had been calling me, had been tapping me on the shoulder, probably from around I would say 2010, 2011, I was feeling this call to do something different. I was feeling this, this call to step into, um, this more of a leadership role in my life and, uh, creating a different lifestyle, creating a different way of, of earning. And also, um, knowing that, you know, I was going to be a mom and wanting to be more present for my husband, for my marriage, for my future, you know, role as a parent. Um, and that was, I think where there was a huge struggle for me because, I was plugged into an achievement system that I was really good at. I was really good at earning, achieving, at, you know, getting the next promotion, you know, hitting that next level in that framework. But then there was this moment um, when I was pregnant and um, just feeling this huge disconnect from what was happening in my physical body and in my soul and what, what I was doing every single day. And realizing that pregnancy was very difficult for me and realizing that I didn't want to have to keep up that pace that I had been breakneck sprinting at for so many years. And I didn't know how that change was going to happen. And so I really resisted it. And then on the day that my daughter was born, I was given this divine blessing and intervention. And I actually stopped breathing on the operating room table during the emergency C-section that um, I was I was going through. And it was this it was this moment in time for me to just awaken and to recognize that um, our time here is finite and that I already knew what it was I wanted to do, but I wasn't doing anything really to speak of to actually step in the direction of that. I was um, just now had started to kind of play act because I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my job anymore. I wanted something more, but I was terrified and I didn't know what to do. And so I was just kind of treading water. And so here I was laying on an operating room table, not able to breathe, not knowing if I was going to actually get to meet my daughter. And um, really then just given this, as I said, divine invitation to recognize what what life is actually about, which is love, which is which is gratitude, which is appreciation and the recognition that um, the point really, Julie, the point of what we're all doing here is is becoming more of who we were born to be and finding more opportunities in our life to live in that space of love and appreciation and gratitude. And I think that, you know, somewhere along the way, fear leads us down a path of forgetting that fact and getting sort of mixed up, you know, and, and, and hanging out with a lot of other people who are kind of mixed up too. And so my mission and my message really in my work, of course, you know, I do uh, transformational brand strategy, business coaching, and life coaching and things like that. But really what I'm trying to teach people through building brands and businesses that allow them to be home with the people they love to be sharing the truth of their messages is just to just to take a take a breath and to put more love out into the world and to recognize that trying to be someone other than who they really are um, is not the point. It's not what we're here for. And so my, my goal is just to continue to share that message wherever I can as much as possible um, to tell my story and to be a mirror back to people for what's possible when we are brave enough to say, um, I want something different and I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm ready to take that first step. Oh, there's so much good there. I'm so excited to dive in. Um, my friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. 
This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. You know, your story is one of just triumph and transformation and courage and bravery. And um, I'm so glad that it's now been shared here um, and that we hold the space for you to be able to share it um, because it's you know, it's part of your journey and it's part of your, of your gifts and it's brought you to where you are today. Um, and so much that you just talked about, I want to dive into a little bit more because I know that through your journey, you have been able to uncover and discover so many things, not only about yourself, but then you apply it to the work that you do. Um, specifically with, with what I hear a lot of times is that I loved how you touched on you know, when you really kind of started stepping more into who you really were, that's when you were able to to shine. That's when you were able to transform mind, body, and spirit. And then that then turned, um, kind of went into your business and how you served your community and, um, and then how you were able to grow your entrepreneurial endeavors. One thing that I constantly hear from people, and, and it is constant, I have a lot of women that tell me, you know, and even if they're not saying it, they're kind of saying it, if you know what I mean. But they say to me, it's like they're they're having a hard time figuring out who they really are. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of the the consistent, you know, whether they're saying, you know, I can't figure out how to grow or I can't figure out how to niche down or I can't figure out why I'm so unhappy. I can't figure out why I don't want to do this anymore. And to me, mm-hmm. you know, what I really hear them say is, you know, I haven't figured out who I am. And because I figured out who, because I have not figured out who I am, I can't figure out the, my why or my how. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are ways in which you were able to kind of discover that for yourself? And what are some things in which those that are listening today, if they're having a hard time figuring out who they really are, how can they try to get closer to that person? Mm, such a good question. So, um, you know, I think that the 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 pathway to figuring that out within yourself is first and foremost giving yourself the space to actually listen to yourself and to get really like drill down into the micro moments of resistance that you feel in your physical body and ask yourself what this what is this really about? And so for me the trend was starting to really pick up and it was like, man, I was resenting going in the closet to put on the clothes I had to put on to go to work. You know, I was like starting to just like despise getting dressed for work every day, putting on makeup. Like I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have to get up and go do that. And I think, you know, you can look at that, that feeling, that sensation. Cause I think all of us in some way, shape or form have been there with, with something, whether it was like in a relationship or just, you know, having to face something that was hard and feeling that like thick, thick resistance. It's like, that is a clue. That's information. And it's really important to listen to because if it's not feeling good to you, then you're not showing up whole. And that was really, really important to me. I didn't want to show up at this job, this this sacred invitation opportunity for me to learn and to grow and to serve because that's what it was. You know, I, I loved my job. I never wanted to forsake that experience. You know, I never wanted to turn that into something that became resentful and negative and that I was going to be reflecting that in a place where that had given me so much. That was really important to me from like an integrity standpoint. And So I think we have to look at it, we have to really acknowledge, you know, our role in the places we're showing up when we don't feel aligned with it, we don't want it. I think another thing that's really important, and especially in this, this online world and with bloggers and those who are um, social media influencers specifically, when you're scrolling through your feed, or you're getting ready to put something up online, and you feel that little like gut twist, (laughs) where you're like, ugh, like I... I don't like that. I don't want to do that. I can't, that is a sign saying like you are trying to fit into somebody else's definition of success. You are trying to follow someone else's formula. That is amazing information. I get really excited about that because that then gives me 
the go ahead to try to innovate and do it differently. It gives me permission to just be myself. And there's a post I just did recently, uh, the other, like last week, and it was one where I just took a selfie. I'm like sitting there in a hotel. I had like the, the robe on, I have no makeup on. And I wrote this story about makeup and how my daughter came into the bathroom and was asking me why I wear makeup. And I share, you know, what my interaction with with her was about and what I was thinking about inside as I was answering her and also checking in with myself about wearing makeup, not wearing makeup and how I really feel about that. Right. Which is like accepting myself or not. And that post got like hundreds of comments and like huge, huge reach. And when you compare it to like some of these other ones where I, you know, it's a professional picture and there's a, there's a still a story and a caption that was fascinating information to me. And that was one of those where I was like trying to do the thing, you know, I'm like, Oh, I got to write the right thing get the right words. Like have the perfect picture. And then I was like, Oh, screw it. And then I just did that. Cause that's what I was feeling. And then it had a huge connection to, to my audience. And so I think that's the point Like we have to find what that is for us. And it's going to be very individual. And I love that you kept, you know, things that you, because I'm sitting here just kind of like soaking this up and taking notes. And some of the things that I kept hearing from you that I love is, you know, you talk about stories a lot Mm -hmm. and the power of story and the power of sharing your story. And I think that that's been one disconnect that I've seen when a lot of times people say, you know, I can't figure this out or I don't know why, you know, I, I keep hitting this roadblock or I don't know why I'm not passionate about this anymore. And I always kind of go back to say, well, what story are you really sharing? You know, what part of yourself are you really serving up? Um, And I love that you touched on kind of the power of sharing stories and really kind of the, the, the feelings when you're called to do something different. Because I know that you mentioned that, that, you know, you can share it in your story, but if you're not really tapped into those signs and to what those feelings are, again, yeah. it kind of goes back to the invitation. It's the invitation may be there, but then you have the the choice to accept the invitation or not accept the invitation. You right. know, it's part of kind of everyone's hero's journey. You, you don't have to necessarily accept the invitation for the journey. Um, and yes, so when yes. it comes to the signs and really the fear, because I don't think that we ever really overcome fear. I just think that we figure out ways to um, balance the light with the dark and, and the fear with the with the joy. Um, how do you navigate fear? You know, I think um, Lewis House is a good friend of mine. And he said something on stage at his Summit of Greatness last fall. And I and I was just it was really poignant for me because it really resonated. And he said, you know, I just pay attention to what I feel and what my fear feels like. And then the next time it comes up, it's like feels kind of the same. So it's like every time we're going to go do something that that is scary, that old friend fear comes up and taps us on the shoulder and says, hey, here I am. You sure you want to do this? And I think part of the the training ourselves, and I think being an athlete, much like Lewis is also an athlete and was a college athlete too, you you have to face those things quite often, like all the time. You know, every time you step on the field, you have the butterflies in your belly, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Can I do this today? Like how, you know, you step up to take a penalty kick and everyone's staring at you. You know, are you going to, are you going to hit the shot or are you going to shank it? You know, you're going to miss. And learning how to navigate that feeling physiologically and acknowledging it in your body as it comes up. So instead, you know, so going to, to speak like that fear feeling is the same feeling that I've had when I've stood on the line to take a penalty kick, when I asked my first husband for a divorce, when I stand out on the ice to sing the national anthem at a, at a hockey game, you know, um, it, that feeling is very similar. And so I've learned how to tap into that and then not to, I mean, to kind of override it, but also to kind of just like dance with it and say, you know, this is not new. I felt this before. As Elizabeth Gilbert says, our fear is the least original thing about us. Right. And so I'm not going to let that be the thing that gets to drive the bus. I'm not going to push it away and say, um, feel shameful for feeling fear, but I'm just going to learn how to ride with it and and know that it's going to come up. And it's a great reminder. Usually for me, this is a great reframe. It's a great reminder that the, the reason why I'm feeling this way is because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. And so that is actually really empowering. It's like, I really want to do a great job. This is really important to me. I really want to make sure that I share my message here clearly and that that I'm understood. 
And so that fear comes in and just says, hey, you know, all systems go. And it gives you the permission and the opportunity to say, okay, uh, I'm going to I'm going to get this done. Also, I think it helps you prepare more. It helps you be more practiced. Um, so I think fear is actually it's a beautiful thing. Hmm. And I love how you explain that just not only so beautifully, but so tangibly, like, you know, I think everyone listening, including me right now, I mean, I can, I can relate to that and I can see it and then I can take that with me. Yeah. Um, to know that it is, it's just, I love that you brought up, you know, the Liz Gilbert quote, because it is, it's like the most unoriginal thing about Mm -hmm. us, you know, like every single person, like, let's be super real. Every person who's ever stepped on stage before they go on definitely feels a little like, Woo, you know, a little roller coaster yeah. inside. I mean, right. Of course. Of course. So, and, you know, whether so, your stage yeah. is your office in your room or an actual yeah. stage or your social media feed, or, I mean, or Facebook Live. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same all, thing. It is. It's all the same thing. Um, and you brought up shame, and that is something that I wanted to talk to you about as well, because I know that when it comes to a lot of traumatic experiences, especially those with, you know, um, you talked about your abuse as a child, um, there can be a lot of shame tied to that. Um, how do you navigate shame? And specifically, because I always look at shame and guilt kind of differently. I think that guilt sometimes can kind of be like a, a good thing for us because it it teaches us wrong from right and moral from, in, you know, oh, if I feel guilty about that, if I feel guilty about what I said to this person or about something that I did, then I may want to reflect on that and kind of learn from that. Whereas shame, I feel, is kind of like one of the worst things that we can hold on to as human beings. I think that it's just a a cancerous um, disease in in a lot of ways Um, because I feel like you can kind of um, learn from guilt and and, and move to a next phase, whereas I I believe that from a society standpoint – a lot of us are taught to just kind of live in shame and that we aren't enough because we are shame ridden human beings, which I don't believe at all. So how have you been able to, you know, do you have shame in your life? If you have had shame in your life, how do you navigate that feeling of shame and to hopefully embrace it in a way that you can get out of um, not feeling enough, feeling worthless, feeling unloved, un, um, not understood by the world, into this uh, into this uh, place really of just grace and knowing that you are loved because you are a child of God at the end of the day. Yeah. So I think that shame um, is probably like the most archaic um, pain point for me in a lot of ways. Obviously, my abuser wanted me to feel shame mm-hmm. and. Uh, wanted to manipulate me so that I felt like it was my fault. And that was carried with me actually for many, many years. And so much so that, you know, I felt like, you know, the pain that my family experienced after, um, you know, discovering that I had been abused and going through all those things. And my mom's family actually uh, basically like abandoned us, most of them. Um, and so my mom, you know, not only was grieving and and feeling horrible, you know, that this happened to her daughter and having to just grapple with all that. But then also she lost, you know, her mom, her mom abandoned us, you know, and so it was like, ugh, you know, it was it was really heavy. And it was a lot for me being a very empathic kid um, to witness my mom's pain. And so there was a lot of shame. And so I think that I kind of packed that shame away as I got older into adolescence into a, a, the suitcase called eating disorder. And I used, um, restrictive eating to really just kind of, you know, control everything and keep it in front of me and, um, you know, achievement, achievement and, and, um, these were the ways, right. These were the ways that I grappled with my emotions and worked through them. Um, over those years until I was ready to really work through them uh, when I was like 29, 30 and went and really just like committed to therapy and said, I'm going to I'm going to do this now because I'm ready. But I wasn't ready up until that point. And so I carried it with me for a really long time. And I felt a lot of that. I would say now shame isn't an emotion that I feel um, very often anymore. I've really done a lot of deep work around all of that. Um, I think guilt is something that still on a daily basis comes up for me, especially being a mom and being a mom who is really passionate about her work. And um, I think just as a society, in some ways, it's like this this juxtaposition of like, OK, you're going to be this rock star mom, mompreneur, you know, but that also means that, you know, you actually do have to work. You can't just be with your kid 24 hours a day um, and 
I think also there may be a little bit of shame slash guilt around, you know, I love working and I also love my child. You know, it's like it's a hundred percent and both and both thrive as a result of the other. And I think that's the piece where I've just had to lean into that and um, give myself a lot of grace and a lot of space around it. Acknowledge that guilt is basically like the most useless home- human emotion that there is. Because when I'm in a place of guilt, I'm not helping my daughter mm-hmm. at all. I'm not being present for her. I'm not helping my business to grow and helping my clients. And so I've been able to really unpack that and identify when that's coming up. Um, and then give myself permission to just say, you know, what is this really about right now? What What's really happening here? And where, generally speaking, Julie, it's like, where else are you not asking for help? Where are your needs not being met? Where are you not making space for the things that are most important to you? And what story are you telling yourself about, quote unquote, how you have to show up, how you have to do this in order to be doing it right, you know, to do it the right way, if you will. Mm. It's so true. And I love that you talked about how guilt and and, and achievement and what you said earlier about the achievement system. Mm -hmm. Um can be used, you know, for, for, for gifts. I mean, you can use them in kind of very negative ways and they can, they can hold a lot of negativity and hold you down in a lot of ways, or you can just unpack them, like you said, and just use them as, you know, it is, that is what it is. And it's not really serving me more or less to waddle in this. So moving on. Yeah. And if it feels bad, you know, it's like if if it doesn't feel good, you know, and I'm having negative emotions and I'm having anxiety and stress and all the things that go with it, then, you know, tell me how that's actually helping me to show up more whole for my, for the people that I love and the people that I serve. It's not, you know, so like, that's the, that's a beautiful bullseye to say, Mm -hmm. okay, let's zero in on what this is really, what's really happening here. And honestly, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. We were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, And I think that that being someone who is like a people pleaser, achievement oriented type person, um, I have this notion at times about, you know, the way I want to do things, quote unquote, right, you know, and so I think there's a trap sometimes in this Mm -hmm. online world, that there's like a right and a wrong way to do it. And I just as I spend more time and I study the most successful people, like, I just don't think that is so. I just don't think that there's a real like right or wrong way you can do it. If you're being authentic, you're being consistent, you're showing up and you're sharing your message because the world just needs so many different perspectives and ways of hearing stories and connecting to hearts and to people. And if you're allowing yourself to really do it in the way that's most powerful to you, you can never go wrong. Mm, it's so true. And and I loved how, you know, all of this that you've unpacked for us, your story, your, you know, the the good, the bad, and, and the ugly really brought you to your mission and to how you show up yeah. um, right. today. And it's so interesting to me because you were talking about, you know, not only the childhood trauma, but then when you were, were pregnant and you, when you were in the, in the labor room, having your mm-hmm. child, you had a near death experience and you hear this, you know, we hear this in the world a lot, right? That in order for, for some people, you know, you hear, well, I didn't start living in, until, you know, I was diagnosed with cancer or I found this, you know, I had this disease or, you know, a loved one died or I almost died. And do you think that um, it's just kind of the makeup of, of who we are as human beings that sometimes it really takes us all hitting whatever our rock bottom is to wake up? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> I I think in just the, so many stories that I've seen, I think that's why it's so important for people like myself who've been through a near-death experience, who have had, you know, my own awakening experience. Like, I just want to share that with people. And I just want people to know, friends, when we die, the thing that is there, like the thing that will greet you is not what you expect. What is there is love. And literally appreciation, gratitude, a feeling of true fulfillment for just the impact that you've made on others' lives by just simply loving and being yourself. It's very simple. And so if that is what's there, if that is what greets us, you know, in our final moment, then now we have a glimpse into, right, the 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 sort of like the meaning of life and we don't we just don't have to live so afraid. We don't have to live chasing our own tail and trying to get to that next number and to have the most followers and to you know because it's just literally not what it's about and it's not the thing you're going to think about. I was not thinking about uh at that moment, you know, fame and fortune and followers. I was thinking about 
the people that I loved and how, how, you know, sad I, I really wanted to meet my daughter. Um, I also thought about the fact that there was a message inside of me that I actually hadn't shared and mm. I really wanted to share that. And so that, those were the things that was like the biggest sorrow that I felt was I knew what I wanted and I kept it locked away. So forever's listening to this today that if you have something inside of you that you know you want to share with the world in some way, shape, or form, if you want to host that event, you want to stand on that stage, you want to write that book, you want to tell someone that you love the truth about something, you want to you want to share with them the depth of how much you love them, do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. And and realize simultaneously that there really is nothing to fear at the same time because when you are there nothing but love will greet you and it's all literally going to be okay. And I think for me, that is just the biggest exhale. And so when I would now, when I'm faced with the things that feel scary, like when I was going to quit my job and I was afraid of disappointing people or letting people down or saying, saying no to something that someone's excited about. And I just doesn't feel right to me. You know, it just helps me so much to just realize, you know, everything is okay everything is okay. And my fear is the thing that amplifies and makes things not okay. Mm. And that just, it's, it literally feels like this sort of get out of jail free card for life of like, Oh, I don't, I just don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to live in that state of like anxiety and terror and frustration and worry all the time anymore. Mm. And I love that we just went to podcast church because (laughs) you, I loved what you just said that you, you know, when you got to that moment, that's when you realize like, wow, I actually have a lot to say and I've experienced a lot and I've been through a lot, but I was not sharing my message to to the true authentic core of what that message is. And that's why you weren't living. And I love that you said that because so many times, like when we went back to what we said earlier, but when people have a hard time figuring out who they are, I'm like, because you're not really sharing who you are. Yes. You're not really showing up. Isn't it so exhilarating when you do? It's so exhilarating. It's the best feeling ever. It literally, you just go, oh. Oh my God. You know, I put a picture of myself with no makeup and a bathrobe up and talked about how I was, how, how that was like stressful for me to tell, to say to my daughter, you know, why do I wear makeup? Because I want to feel pretty. And then going, oh man, that doesn't feel good. That's not what I really want to say. And just talking about what I did say and how it was totally imperfect, but it was just my experience and how many people resonated with the same feeling and the same message and they appreciated it. And so it gave, it was a gift, right? Being courageous enough to share your truth is a gift. And frankly, being courageous enough to be yourself is honestly, I mean, that is the most, that is the the bravest, most epic thing you could possibly do in your life. Be yourself. Mm. I love that. And I know that, you know, all of that kind of brought you to where you are today. And it really is, you know, how you're able to serve your clients. I know that you serve them by really kind of helping them tap into what sets them apart on that deeper level. And with your work and through your own experiences, you help them align their stories and align their mission. And I think that you're able to do it so well because you had to go through that yourself, which, you know, we just talked about. Um, What does that look like from, um, you know, from a consulting perspective for you? If someone came to you today and said, I need help, you know, what, what does that, you know, kind of walk us through what that would look like with you? Yeah. So usually the, these clients come in their, um, they're just these amazing, passionate souls on a mission that, that are basically, it's like they're muted, you know, they're Mm. like this big message and it's like their, their phone is on mute. And so for me, it's about helping tap into the core of who they really are. And the things that I need to know in that process is, you know, tell me about your big, sparkly, embarrassing Beyonce level vision. I want to know. You know, I want it all because that helps me understand the the trajectory of the rocket ship. And it also helps me relate to where they are now and, and where they want to go. And, and then it helps me unearth, you know, OK, what is keeping you stuck? And so we spend a lot of time tapping into, you know, childhood stories, uh, parental relationship stories, because those things are just the, the layers that keep coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so knowing my core story and knowing that there, there was a shame story there, that there was a, there was a fear story, there was a trauma story. That makes a lot of sense when I am trying to step up into the next level, when I'm trying to share my voice and share my truth. There's a deep fear for me that, um, I mean, I stood in front of a courtroom at five years old and had, you know, 
50, 60 adults staring at me, judging me whether or not I was telling the truth about what happened to me, judging my story. Mm. And so that has carried on for me in my life. I have lots of themes of this feeling like, oh, they they don't think I'm telling the truth when I am. That's actually the only thing I know how to do. Like people in my family laugh. They're like, you literally cannot lie about anything. Like even if you play a joke on someone, you're terrible <laughs> at lying. I can't. I only know how to speak truth. And it's because that that's just a huge part of me. So understanding that about myself helps me to move through the stuff that stops me and makes me afraid. And it, it pushes me past it. And so I get into that like intimacy with my clients and I help them really shine the light on those places, have more compassion and love for those former versions of themselves to recognize how to better serve them. Because the reality is this, Julie, right? All of our ideal clients, this is going to be a light bulb for some people who hear me say this right now. Your ideal client is a former version of you. Mm. You are teaching the things that you have learned that helped a former version of you move forward on your journey. It's very simple. And it's also amazing because you realize, oh, it's not outside of me. The answers are within me. I don't have to like go study to learn how to help myself. No, you already know how to help yourself. So now, girlfriend, let's create something, create the container, create the experience, create the event, whatever it's going to be that's going to help have help you really achieve that transformation for that ideal client. And so we just go through that process and then we create the brand. We build the structure out. I don't actually do like the branding assets. They will do that or they'll hire someone to do it, but I'm helping them with all of the mindset. Then also the strategy and the structure of these things, figuring out how to price it, figuring out how to market it um, with all in keeping um, in the, the, the idea, the energy, the spirit of them being themselves and when they, you know, go to, go on those like freebie binges and they start signing up for every free thing under the sun because they're like, I need strategy, I need strategy. It's like, hold on, hold the phone, come back to center, right? Let's let's get back in touch with who you really are, and then we'll choose a strategy that best fits you. But I don't lead with strategy first; I lead with energy first. Hmm. And when you are leading with energy, I want to talk about little Amber. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I want you to tell us who she is, how she helps you today, and then how the little Ambers, or insert our names, and all of us help propel that energy that you were just talking about. Oh my gosh, best question ever. <laughs> so little Amber um, is on my um, desktop wallpaper, and she's she's there. And, you know, it, little Amber um, was is, you know, just so, so brave, just so brave. And also just doesn't take things as seriously as adult Amber does. And she just lets things roll. And I think that that's really important because what she wants is to have fun and to play. And my business um, is is my platform and the portal through which I do my healing work. And I also serve in a huge way and help other women do the exact same. And so little Amber is part of, she's part of the team. She's on the spiritual team. She's with me every single day. Um, I check in with her. I have like what I call brand new board meetings and she's around the table and she gets to have an opinion when we're making decisions about things. And so um, she's just a huge, you know, role. She plays a huge role in the business. And I think if we can recognize, um, you know, when she feels scared, when something's really scary for her, I have the invitation to compassionately parent her now as an adult or to say, you know what, you're right. That doesn't feel good. And I'm coming from a place of fear because I feel like that, that I'm supposed to do that, right? That that's, that symbolizes significance or something. And I feel like I have to go do that thing. And if it doesn't check out with everybody around the table, right? The, the mom, the wife, the, the, you know, the spiritual version of me, all of that, if it doesn't check out with everybody around the table, then I'm, then it's a no. Mm. I love that. And I think that a lot of times we all can forget our, you know, our, the, 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 the little versions of ourselves and, you know, the things that we loved, you know, that we used to do and that what, what brought us joy, what brought us curiosity, all of those things. And I love that you teach that. And I love that that's a part of not only your mission, but how you show up. Um, and I think that that is hopefully, you know, it's always been a big takeaway from me just to be reminded of like little Julie and what she yeah. wanted, um, and what made her happy and what made her thrive and what made her sad and what made her frustrated, you know, all of those things. Right. And right. really sharing that with the listeners today, that if you start to feel 
conflicted or confused or overwhelmed or just done, really going back to what did the younger version of yourself love or not love about this or about that feeling? Um, Yeah. And I think if we, this, this, this mission for me is really about, um, wholeness. It's about alignment. It's about operating from a place of, of truth. And as you said so beautifully earlier, you know, we are all children of God. And when we forget that, that's when we start trying to, you know, do all of the strategies and, and tap dance and do all the performances and try to read everybody else's blogs and write it exactly their way. Mm -hmm. And that is not what's going to connect with the hearts of the people who need you most. And it's not going to make you feel most inspired. And so this is, this work, you know, I, I believe that branding is our sacred opportunity to be who we really are in the world. And that's not a very traditional definition of branding, (laughs) but, but it is, but it is mine. And, um, and it is, and is how I really teach my, my clients to show up. And it's, it's like the most vindicating, beautiful thing, because what humans want is, you know, the, the mission of life, the point of life is joy. It's love, it's freedom. That's what we all want. If you guys think about the reason why you created the business you've created or you want to create it and you want to get it, it's because you want to feel more free. You want to be free to be yourself. Mm. So why not build a brand that allows you to actually do that? Yes. Yes, I love that. And that's that you know I I feel that way about branding mm-hmm. too and and I even I use the word influence in that way. Yes. You know, being an influencer or or influencing something that to me that's really just showing up in the world in your most brilliant self and sharing that. Yes. You know, it's, and I love that you touched on that. And I love that you gave that, that, you know, your definition of branding, because I, I believe in that. And I think it's so important for those listening to hear that and to take that with them. Um, I do want to talk about um, challenges for a moment. Um, Because I know that you had said to me before that a challenge that you even face as an entrepreneur, as an influencer, and a challenge that you see so many of us face is um, staying the path and really not losing sight of what that mission is um, with the ever-changing new strategies, as you mentioned, and the new ideas. And really just kind of like that's when we can start to uh, play the victim and really get into those limiting beliefs. So I would love if you could share with us, um, even if it's from your own experience or what you have taught to clients, when they find themselves in that place, you Mm -hmm. know, of losing sight of the mission and then, you know, kind of getting to that victim state, that limiting state, how do we work through that? Mm. So when we get into that space of like comparisonitis, because I think that's one of the the common um, like symptoms of getting into that victim space. It's like we look at everybody else and it, then, of course, it's like she's doing it so much better than me and she has more followers and she has more likes and more engagement and, you know, it, like more downloads on her podcast. Like she's just got it all going on. And like that's the only thing we can see. It's like we cannot we do not see that they are struggling at all because we've just put them on a pedestal. So we've made ourselves completely separate from them. And of course, we made ourselves completely separate from ourselves too, and God and all that. And so what I what I really like to remind people of, and this is why I spend so much time building a very strong foundation in the rollout process with my clients and their brands and or the re the retooling process, because I work with lots of established, you know, six figure business owners who want to take it to multiple six figures, or those who are even just launching their first brand. I work with with all clients of all those ranges, because it's the same problem, right? It's, it's an alignment issue. It's a not knowing how issue and feeling paralyzed by that. And so it's this reminder that remember that you launched this business as honestly, it is, it is your ministry. It is the way for you to share your deep knowing your truth with the world. And are you literally going to forsake that for followers right now? You know, and so it's like recalibrating and helping people tap into that super, super deep why, like the one that makes you weep, right? Your why is the one that makes you weep. It's not just like, oh, you know, I want to help millions of people all over the world end suffering. Great. Okay. But that doesn't feel super emotional when you say that. So like, why? Why do you want to help people, millions of people all over the world end suffering? I really want to know. And I peel that onion all the way back until literally you are crying. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> that is the, that is the juice. Like that is the superpower. And so I, I think about my why every day. I I tap into that, the nuances and the layers and the levels of that every single day to supercharge my message and my mission. And 
um, I can get really taken away. Like I just got a visual in my head of like a kite, you know, like taken away by the wind when I'm like learning something from somebody else. I'm watching other influencers and I'm tapping into their strategies. It can feel very overwhelming to me because my brain just works in a different way than some of the way people, some of the ways that people teach. And so I have to like take a step back and just go, how do I apply this to what I'm doing here? And how can I give myself permission to say that's really good information, but that doesn't feel good to me. And so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go do, you know, I asked myself this question. This would be a really good one. What is the most direct way that I can serve others and make an impact on their, their lives with my message? Mm. Like, and then just get real quiet. Like what is the most direct way? And so for me, it's like live events, video podcasts. It's talking to people, having them actually hear me because as you can hear now, I'm super passionate and super real and I'm always that way. You know, the person that is talking to you on this podcast is the same. I get that all the time. Oh my God, you're the exact same person on video as you are in real life. And I'm like, duh, but apparently that's not like a normal thing, I guess, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, um, I, that, that for me is how I serve best. And so the question is, is for the folks listening, how do you best serve? You know, are you someone who has to be on video or maybe you should have a podcast and you haven't launched it yet. And today's the day where you're like, darn it, I'm, I'm going to Google how to launch a podcast. I'm going to start doing that next week. It's my new mission, right? That is, that's what I say to people. It's like, stay in your own lane, focus on what you're the very best at and remember why you're doing this. And I love that you talked about tools, you know, and really kind of like what are going to, what's going to be your, your tools to, to, to end the suffering, you know, or in, in really kind of that why, like, how are you, you know, is it video? Is it podcast? Is it, you know, what mm -hmm. is that growth tool that's going to propel you to be able to end your why or to uncover your why or mm -hmm. whatever that may be? Because I yes. think a lot of times people, they, they go down the, I call it the compare Dashian route. Oh, I love that. You know, <laughs> so and good. they just, they, it's like, well, I'll just do YouTube because that's what everyone else is doing or I'll do this because, and it's like, they're not using the tools that they should be using to really show up in the best way. Um, yes. And I loved what you also said to me kind of pre-podcast, um, we were talking about um, really impacting our market um, in a more purposeful way. And you said that you love to show women that their journey has been unfolding for them yeah. and life is not happening to them. And I love that you kind of mentioned the, both of those things that I think we a lot of times we live in this this stage of of two, you know, like the life is just happening to me. I'm just going through the motions, that whole, whole thing. And instead of really owning it and letting, you know, telling ourselves that life is happening for us, therefore, we have the power to show up and to care and to engage in the most connective and authentic way as possible. And um, we talked about trends as well, and you had talked about that, that um, with the current landscape of social media, really showing up for yourself and for others is going to have to happen. And it's going to really require influencers to care more about their clients and to show up for them. Um, how are ways in which you have seen or that you could share that we could start doing this. I know that you gave a wonderful example earlier about the makeup post that you did, which is an, yeah. a great example of how we can really start caring and showing up. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have more examples of how we can do this um, in a more connective way? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like really simple. And uh, Gary Vee's popping into my head because he talks about this all the time. Um, I think that we kind of romanticize, you know, these like these bigger time influencers who are really popular. And we we think, oh, they, you know, they have all these assistants doing all these things for them and they don't have to do it. Like the reality is this, like Gary Vee answers his own DMs, you know, um, he he does actually talk to his people like he actually communicates with humans, you know, real live humans who are not, you know, famous. And I just think that is that's at the core, guys. And the the time we spend romanticizing and fantasizing about how once I have a team that can help me manage all of this, like, do you have the people messaging you yet? Like it starts with one person, one heart, one soul. And I, I just, I can't say that enough. It's like one follower, one comment, one email subscriber, one new client. That is a dream. That is someone's soul. That is someone's family. That is their, 
that is their their hard work and their their yes you know that sacred scary yes that they are saying and i that's what keeps me going because i had to say those sacred scary yeses and i had to take those leaps and feeling like i was jumping off the cliff and i never ever lose sight of the significance that one person joining my academy program and making that investment is that for them. And I'll never forget my first moment of, of spending that money on my first program. Um, and so I think that's like, that's a mindset one, right? Where we can really tap into it. I think the other piece is you got to show up girlfriends. Mm. You got to, you got to get online. You got to talk to people. You got to, you know, engage with your comments, not because of an algorithm, but because you authentically want to connect to people who are, who are in your world. Um, I think in, when we structure our programs and we create our offerings, there's so much of this um, glamorizing the automated life. And that's awesome, right? Like let's have automated email sequences so that we're not manually sending emails to lots of people. Yes. But how often are you showing up in your program? You know, are you trying to create a program so that you never have to do anything in it? I don't know. That just that to me, that doesn't feel authentic. I want, I'm a coach. I actually mm -hmm. self-identify as a coach. And so I coach is going to coach, right? I want to, <laughs> I want to be in there with people. I want to, I want to have live events. So I built my mastermind program in which there are retreats where we're together. We're spending time. We're doing hot seats. I'm hugging you. I'm talking to you. We're working together on where you are. I have a live event where, you know, we're together in the space and we're doing the work in, in person. And I just think that, um, that's how we really make deep connections with people. It's like, you know, you and I getting on a plane and making sure that there's time on my trip so that we can actually be together and we can cry into our chai teas, uh, <laughs> in a very busy coffee shop. Right. Right. And, and have that human connection because I think that's what the world just needs so much more of right now. Mm, and that's what I was going to ask you about to, to kind of dive in a little bit deeper. Cause I'd ask you like what you think is the insider tip to long-term growth. And you said relationships, yeah. um, they are everything. everything. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's really about kind of cultivating a relationship, as you just mentioned, in that authentic way, um, not only online, but in person, you know, pick up the phone calling. I, it's crazy, you know, how, how little we do that nowadays, because we're so used to just typing and moving on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, on, on Instagram um, DMs, I actually send videos to people all the time. I've been doing that lately, too. And I love it. And yeah, I've been trying to so show fun. up. It is. And it's just thinking and it's kind of going back like Amy Porterfield just popped into my head because she always talks about like zigging, like you should zig when everyone else is zagging or is it you should zag when everyone else is zigging. Um, but I've been thinking about that in ways of connection and relationships lately. Like what what's something that I can do differently? And it is it's it's calling people up. It's showing up on video. It's mm -hmm. just really trying to get away from just the constant like typing because I feel like that's what yeah. I at least have been doing and that's what I continue to see. So mm -hmm. um, I love that you brought that up about relationships. And um, before we go into our fast five, I wanted to ask you a little bit about challenges um, because you said to me that, you know, a big challenge that you see uh, holding entrepreneurs back is kind of the same challenge that you see over and over again. It's that they don't believe that they can do it. You yeah. know, they forget to pick themselves for their own team. And I love that you said that. So I would mm -hmm. love for you to kind of dive into that a little bit more about um, how we tend to forget ourselves along the way and how that keeps us in that cycle of believing that we can't do it. Well, I think it's just important to, to like, let's just compare notes with our past. You guys There's so much information contained in there. And so if you grew up with parents who, who didn't really push the envelope, who kind of played it safe, and those were kind of the models that you had the, the exposure to, like, that's great information. And it's to help you go, oh, that's why I do that, because I want to be accepted by the tribe, right? And when you're the one, you know, when I left my corporate job, um, nobody else was doing that. You know, they, they were, they were there. Like there are a lot of people that were lifers there. And I'm, I literally left with like one client. I, I gave my notice when I had one client, which was kind of crazy. You know, mm -hmm. I had this 10 year career. I mean, I was going to be the president of all the sport marketing professionals in our, our organization in the whole country. Um, I was being groomed to become a division one athletic director. Like all signs were, you know, moving in the direction of this is what my career path was going to be. And I changed my mind and I was ready to move in a different direction. And so I think that 
like that, that information for me, it's like, I think of it as data and it becomes so edifying to go, Oh, okay. This is why I feel this fear right now. This is why this is happening for me. So that's really cool. I'm not really sure what to do with it, but I'm aware of it. And so now that I'm aware, I can actually start to just pay more attention. But the reality is this, right? It's like, we have to tap into our dreams and to what we're being called to. And we have to allow that to be more important than our fear. And if it is your soul calling, if it is the thing that you can't stop thinking about, that you sit there in a meeting and you're like doodling about your dream, then that is a huge sign, sister friend. And you are being called to something bigger and and better for you. And ultimately for all those people in the room, because me sitting in a room being unhappy is not actually helping me to serve that group of people that I was working with. I'm in the best place that I can serve is when I am in my joy, when I am walking the path, doesn't mean that I'm not afraid, but I'm moving in the direction of, of really what makes me feel most alive. And of course, that's going to be better for everybody involved. Absolutely. And I think that that is a great ending to this amazing conversation. Um, but before we officially end it, I had asked you earlier about some fast fives um, that I'll do um, when I have guests on. And so I want to kind of dive into those. Um, you said the favorite person to follow on Instagram was Grace Presley. Who is yeah. that? So Grace is actually one of my mastermind members. And she is this just amazing mama who is um, a domestic violence survivor, um, abuse survivor. She's a mama of this beautiful little six-year-old boy named Sawyer. And she has this incredible Instagram profile where she tells her stories and she shares her writing and her message. And she's a photographer. And it's just it's just breathtaking and beautiful and empowering. And um, just I love her spirit so much. And so I've just been really enjoying um, following Grace's journey. And also now that I know her intimately, too, it's just it makes it even that much more beautiful. Mm, I love that. Um, I asked you the best piece of advice that you had ever received. And you said it was from your dad. And he said, if you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yep. Simple. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so simple. And he used to say it to me all the time. And I would when I would be, you know, I can't, dad. I don't know. I can't make that team. I don't know. And he'd just say, that's what he would say. And you just look at me and I, I would be so mad. <laughs> I'd be so frustrated with him because I just wanted him to sort of, you know, you know, commiserate with me. But he just said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And so, so that really stuck with me. Yeah. And then you had said, um, biggest lesson learned in business. And I loved this. Um, you said, you will never see life from a new perspective until you change your view. Be brave enough to take the leap, send the email, pick up the phone, as we mentioned, get on the plane. Your transformation is waiting for you on the other side. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Um, so favorite book or website that you've read um, for business and you and I haven't heard these. So this is great. Um, the book you said, ask a man or as a man thinketh by James Allen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's like a deep mindset. Um, philosophical. I'm not the average book person over here. I have another one that I want to add to at the end of this. But um yeah, that book has just been like sort of Bible status, um, very just deep principles. This is one of Tony Robbins' favorite reads as well. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds interesting. It's really good. And it's then like, of course, I literally I highlighted like every page. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love when, you know, you're like reading a good book when you can't put the highlighter down. Yeah. <laughs> um, strategies, Gary V, who is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the app that you can't live without, Voxer. Tell everyone oh. what Voxer is. Oh my gosh. Voxer is... So it's like a it's like a walkie-talkie voice memo app and but the best part is you guys cuz I'm like I like to move pretty fast around here. You can 3 4x your friends' voices. So I love my friends and I love listening to them in chipmunk mode because I can just I'm a verbal processor and and I tend to my friends and I will talk for long periods of time on Voxer. And so you can just like get through the conversations really fast and I think the other piece is because I'm a verbal processor my speaking game, my podcast game, like my communication with others has improved so dramatically because I'm using this voice to talk app. And you, of course, can type on it and send gifts and things like that, too. Um, but like my team, we have like group threads and every morning we check in with what everybody needs, what everybody's working on. Um, my best friends, you know, like I just it's yeah, Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. It's an awesome, awesome app. 
I love that. Um, well, before we pop off here, I wanted to ask you um, about a really awesome gift that you're gifting us today. Um, we are going to get a branding secrets guide, which is turn your brand into a dream client. I would love for you to tell us what this is. I'm going to let them know where they can grab it, but I have actually looked into it and it is so cool. So I can't wait for everyone to get their hands on it. Oh, thanks, love. So yeah, it's just how to turn your brand into a dream client magnet, how to speak to them, um, as you guys probably have gathered by this point in the episode that I don't uh, speak about branding in the very traditional way. And I think the way that I speak about it is the way that really is going to help you change what you're doing in your business for the long game. I'm really, really interested in setting up successful entrepreneurs that are go- that are building sustainable business that are going to grow with them over the long game, not just the short game. And that's really what you're going to tap into um, and make sure that you have in place inside of your brand with this guide. I love that. Well, where can everyone find you uh, online? Um, where can they learn more about what you do and your services and your gifts and your business? You guys can head on over to just amberliliastrom.com and just have fun. I love my website. It's it's just the it's best. It's a great website. And thanks. And I have um, a podcast, The Amber Lillystrom Show, and there's an amazing episode with Julie. So you guys will have to definitely listen to that one. It was really, really powerful. Um, and then I spend a lot of time on Instagram and Instagram stories. It's just really fun. <laughs> so you get to see all the behind the scenes of my, my life here in New Hampshire. We live in the woods. We just got a foot of snow today, actually, as we're recording this. Um, all, all of that, that fun and the behind the story of it all. So I love follow that. me, join me. Yeah. Message me. Well, one last question. Um, what does influence mean to you? You know, influence means to me, and this is going to go to like a spiritual definition. Um, I believe that when someone influences us, that, that touches us, connects with us, taps our heart, right? They are literally just tapping something that already lives within us. And they're really shining a spotlight on it and giving us this reflection of what's possible for our lives. Mm -hmm. And I just love this visual. I get this visual of like the angels, like, you know, so like, let's say you're, it's you, Julie, right? Like you, the angels are like tapping my heart and they're saying like little sparkles, like she's amazing. And you see all of her magic and her light and her brilliance and her, her love. And that lives in you too. And so when you think about the people that you admire in your life, the reason you admire them is because there are parts of them that already live in you. We are not separate. And that is, is just like, that is amazing, right? That is like, that sets us free and it helps us to really step into our purpose and our path. Mm, I love that. Well, oh, I'm so glad we finally got to do this. Thank you so, so much for coming on today. Um, what a beautiful conversation. You know, I could talk to you all day. And I'm so glad that I have you in my space today. It's just, it's yes. made my week. Um, and um, I can't wait to connect soon. Julie, thank you. I love you. Love you too. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.